back to another episode of the Switch Up Podcast, Season 3, Episode 33. Ooh, that, that That's pretty cool. Uh, my name is Tyler, joined as always by my co-host Colby. Uh, we are both a little tired today, but no less excited to get into this episode. So Colby, how are you holding up today on this on this fine, fine uh, Tuesday? I'm doing all right. I mean, not much to report, honestly. Um, just told you before the call started, I spent most of my morning at the gym and then went to the golf course, worked on the game a little bit. So lower back's a little sore, but yeah, that's, that's what happens when you're in for like an hour and a half. So other than that though, not much getting done today. I just, you just back to the usual grind, spring breaks long past, you know, schoolwork, lesson plans, the usual mm-hmm. stuff for an education major. So nothing too exciting, but Tyler, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I, I also went to, the gym in sorts today uh my girlfriend and i went and uh clambered around on the rock wall we have at our uh, college's intramural building for a little bit uh that fucked me up pretty hard uh even doing that for just a few minutes like your your muscles are just fucking pulsating uh when you when you step away from the wall but it was pretty fun then i uh I beat my girlfriend in ping pong, so that was a nice uh, round out to the to the session there. Uh, but yeah, back school's back in in swing. Uh, I'm getting ready to uh, schedule my classes for next semester. I need to take some summer classes because, holy shit, I have a lot of classes that I need to get done before I graduate. I think I'll be taking some as well. I'm right there with you. Yeah, I mean, I'm already gonna be here for my internship anyway, so. Shouldn't be too much of a hassle as long as I schedule them correctly. Uh, but yeah, that that's about it. I've been I've been gaming a little bit, uh, mostly on the uh, Xbox side of things rather than the Switch side of things. But we're gonna have discussions on both. So first of all, happy Kirby release week, everybody! I cannot believe that it's already here like that doesn't feel real to be honest i feel like we know so little about the game still uh, even though there is a demo and everything have you played the? you had there's no way you played the demo yet i'm sorry i said i would but then i got caught up in in forgetting about it i say you can just admit you lied that's okay too no, but no i i i yeah i i'll um, take that on the nose yeah i guess we'll i guess we'll open there with uh the, the curbs big Curb's big week, uh, very exciting stuff. I, I'm I'm just more I'm just getting more and more excited for this game the closer it is to release. That said, I don't know if I'm getting it on release day just because I've just been trying to save up money without diving into the special savings fund to pay for the game. So I may I had a good weekend at work as far as as far as tips go, and worst comes to worst, the next check rolls in on Tuesday, not today, but the week after. So we'll just dive into there, but. Yeah, really exciting stuff. Demo was a ton of fun. Got some, you know, talked to some people about the demo. They all said they really enjoyed it. I made the case on Twitter that the Forgotten Land demo was better than the Star Allies base game. And <laughs> I, I, I think it's I think it's that good. I did not I mean, see that tweet. I, yeah, I think I think it's that good. I tweeted from the Switch It Up account, so that is our both of our stances on it. Uh, Tyler's showing me he is installing 
the pink the pink ball for in the I'm, forgotten I'm doing land. it now while I'm thinking about it so I don't forget it. So yeah, you'll you'll really enjoy, I've told this will be the third week in a row I've told you, but you'll really enjoy it actually this time when you finally get to it. But I know I did put something on the Twitterverse a poll rather mm-hmm. uh, for people to engage in. So thank you to everyone who engaged with us on that. But I think it's a good and interesting conversation to have right before this game releases. And it is, is this the most important entry for the Kirby series ever? Like, is this going to be the most important game as far as, you know, not is it going to be the best, not like, is it going to have, I guess, I guess it is, will it have the most impact and what will, what is this, what is this game's responsibility? Because it's kind of, it's kind of in a weird place where we're coming off the heels of Star Allies, which is on the Switch, obviously, so we already have a Kirby game, but you know, I don't think any. I've never, I've never heard the argument of Star Allies is a great game, nor do I hear people raving about it or still playing it in the year 2022. But this looks like a completely new take on the series. It's a completely new Breath of Fresh Air. Ironically enough, on the Switch, where we got Breath of Breath of Fresh Air for games like Zelda and Mario, so this IP is just following suit. And you know, if it's anything like those two games I just mentioned, then we're in for a good one. But uh, Tyler, what's your take? I know you're not getting it right away, but um, please bless the bless the audience with your gamer knowledge as far as like what you think this game's responsibility or its impact should and is going to be. I was about to say, with with the birthday coming up, uh, I can probably convince one of my family members to uh, to maybe help me out and get me that game for me. Uh, is, is it just gonna rot in the backlog, or are you just gonna play it? No, I will play. Like if I get it, I will play it. It might take a spot in the. I mean, it might. You take a spot in the backlog next to uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot and uh, Neo the World Ends With You uh, when Splatoon 3 comes out, but uh, I will I will do my best to make a dent in it at the beginning, and, you know, there's always time to go back and, and finish those games, uh, you know, as long as you have them for later use, but I don't know, man. Open world slash, you know, sandboxy levels seem to be the way of the future for a lot of different franchises you know you have mario always had some some sandbox stuff to it even back in the 64 days but odyssey has just really refined it there's 17 whole goddamn sandbox levels in that in that game to go through uh, obviously breath of the wild with the full open world you know route and now kirby with it doesn't seem like open world it seems like you have like a hub to go back to and yep you know the waddle d village is it waddle d town waddle d village waddle d town waddle d town uh, that you know you kind of go back to and then you use that as a jumping off point to go into many different uh you know more open spacious levels you know what yep. i mean yep uh it seems like sonic is going that route as well so it just seems like the way of the future it's, or at least that seems like what a lot of you know gamers and people who I mean, just yeah. play games like these I days mean, even games that just came out like elden ring open world sandbox oh God, levels like second coming ex- of christ yeah more to, like. to the extreme but yeah it really is just the it's the way of the gaming future i guess these open world sandbox type levels i think breath of the wild to a lesser extent because you know i guess you you, you do have your four main areas if you don't consider those sandbox levels then fine but you know i'm not it seems a little bit it's completely well, I mean, it different in the way it's just one big like you can just go wherever. There's no restrictions on it. It, that's, it that's is kind it of the is thing. the sandbox. It is the open world game, pretty much. Yeah, it, yeah, the game that you know just changed us, spawned a whole generation. You know, we're, but... we're at a point where people are like, stop comparing shit to Breath of the Wild. They can be, you know, they can stand on their own. It's like, yeah, but like you have to realize how fucking influential 
this game was. Yeah, no, a lot of games have taken inspiration from it, that's for sure. Like, I mean, fuck, you, even, ha- even Halo is going the open world route now. <laughs> like, that's, yeah. it's, it's just, it's just spreading to everything, so... Yeah. I don't know how open Kirby is. I know there's like a, a still a start and end to levels if I'm mm-hmm. if that's right. Yeah, there but is. I assume there it's kind of like Sonic where there are a lot more paths that you can just choose to go to to get to the end. If the demos to go anything by there's a lot more paths, there's a lot more stuff to do within these levels. They're longer, which I think is the big draw. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big draw cuz Kirby is notoriously known for having short levels, just short games as a whole star eyes was mm-hmm. like the biggest game ever and that had like five worlds yeah. it, so i mean hopefully this one can take a step up in that in that way but yeah i'm i'm really excited for it i think this is shaping up to be the most i'll say personality and flavor that kirby games ever had because there's just so much you can do like yeah. waddle d town is going to add so much to this game i feel like and it's going to give you an actual reason to go back to these levels and find these <laughs> These, these orange little balls that are just tra- getting trapped by these cute and vicious monsters. Yeah. These little, these little animals that Kirby just has no remorse for. But, yeah. So I've seen people online as well. I think we talked about it last episode. It was like, I don't want to kill these creatures. No, I don't. Why are you I making them the enemy? Yeah, I don't want to murder these guys. But, yeah, I, I, the most personality and flavor, like the way, just even the little details that we've seen where Kirby can interact with all the waddledees and, like, say hi He's got a hat on when he's fishing. It's just little stuff like that. They they're really leaning into the whole like you know, the, when Kirby was first made, I'm I'm sure they just sort of like here here's another IP that here's another platformer IP go go nuts so that he can co- eat and copy things. But now the internet's kind of turned Kirby into there's so many different things, and it seems like they're really leaning into that with this one, and that, that's gonna be refreshing to see. Yeah. You know, I'm interested to see how old kirby characters come into play here i'm because meta knight ddd i'm sure are going to be in this game somehow somehow yeah. pop star was ravaged enough to suck everyone in so every important character probably went through yeah yeah so we'll see but i the mouth and, and the mouthful mode i went all that time without talking about the mouthful mode that's definitely going to add an entirely new spin it already has in the demo it's got an mm-hmm. entirely new spin on the series and the game itself and you know i Shout out to the Intergalactic Pinecone on Twitter. He made the point that um, this is going to be like a new generation's first Kirby game, given that Star Oz is like 2017 or 2018. One of those two. But uh, Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's going to be a new generation of that. And for, for those, you know, young young apprentice young gamers. Rings. and Yes, those younglings. And, you know, it's going to be a new spin on the series for us um, veteran gamers. Mm. It, it, it's got something for everybody, and I think that's almost looking forward to. Um, again, definitely getting it this weekend. I can't promise you when and where, but because granted, I still have, <laughs> I've made a grand total of one hour in progress in Final Fantasy VI in the last week. Jesus. Just because I haven't been playing much games, I've been just tired with school and you know, working yeah, out, uh, working out and all that stuff. Life's gotten in the way, but you know, now hopefully that you know, it's not going to get in the way because I seem to only work weekends. Uh, Kirby will be able to take up most of my time. So I'm very much looking forward to getting that whenever it comes out. And I'm very much looking forward to whenever, you know, someone spoils you for your birthday and gets you, you know, the curb. Yeah, I mean, I have no doubt that the game is going to be good. I mean, most Kirby games are always going to be enjoyable. Star Allies, now I'm thinking about it, kind of felt more like an anniversary title, even though I'm not sure if it actually, like, was <laughs> meant that to be that way. But Happy, happy 31st anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> basically. I don't think it's a multiple of five or ten where that game came out at, but it feel it kind of feels like an anniversary title because you know of all the 
just like all of the enemies from Kirby's past and like even villains from past games being added in later, being able to team up with them and see all their special abilities. It seems very like celebration-esque, like a lot of yeah. just things from a lot of old things from the series coming back and being referenced in cool ways. Uh, even the way that the final boss kind of works is very similar to it references uh, old bo- old final bosses and mm-hmm. adds a Oddly, a little bit of lore <laughs> uh, expands on the Kirby lore a little bit. Thank God. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. This this game definitely seems to be, like, not concerning itself with, like, the past of the series too much and more just kind yeah. of doing its own thing and doing something new, which uh, I think is good. I think that's the reason people are kind of looking to it like, hey, this looks this is cool as fuck. Let's, let's yeah. give it a try. Yeah, I mean, if, uh, just speaking from a business perspective, if Nintendo can get, like, high-quality games, hopefully, like, Forgotten Land out of HAL Laboratories, I mean, that just helps everybody, so... I mean, yeah, of course it does. I mean, people, they got... People have got, been clambering for uh, a new Kid Icarus. Kid Icarus Uprising's anniversary was ju- just recently. Oh, God. Well, I'm going to tell those people to keep dreaming. <laughs> I mean... Sakurai's up for it, man. But who knows? Was know. he? Was he even? No one even knows what, he, what he's up to. I don't think. think it, no, he, that man. Do we know if he's just, had his input on the Kirby game? He's had to have, right? I mean, he must have had some kind of like overseer position, right? I, I'm assuming he is perhaps an on. advisor of some kind. But from what I've heard, I, I, I don't know. Uh, well. Yeah, that's that's Kirby in the Forgotten Land again coming out this week. If you haven't played the demo already, uh, go play the demo, and yeah, be ready for Friday. And we'll be back next week to give first thought. Well, I will. I'll be back next week to give first thoughts. Yeah. Uh, Tyler will be with me to um <laughs> give my <laughs> to, thoughts on the demo. <laughs> yeah, to give you give his thoughts on the demo. But yeah, that's that. Um, what else do we got on the docket? Well, you something else in, in your realm uh came out that uh, oh, you said you wanted to talk about so we'll just keep going with that i think that stays on the nintendo line of thought as well all right fair enough um as alluded to last week um mario kart 8 deluxe the first booster first wave of the booster pack came out the oh god um the golden bell and lucky cat cup i think they are um mm. shout out 3d world but yeah <laughs> The eight tracks, three of them from Mario Kart Tour. Uh, you got, um, you know, I, I don't remember the names off my head, but regardless, they're good and they're really well done. And it, and it, just playing it again and playing a lot of it actually, a lot more than I thought I would, has has led me to has led me to take on the take of uh, this is the best looking game on the Switch bar none. This and Odyssey are one and two. Um, debate which one is one and which one is two. I don't care, but. Mario Kart's in that discussion just because it has so much of has so much so much flavor, so much spice and pop and sizzle, whatever you want to call it. So much uniqueness with the tracks, and now that we're getting 48 more of them for a grand total, of, I think it's gonna be like 96 tracks in total when the game is when the DLC's done. Um, big winner of this, I think, is uh, Mario Kart Tour, ironically enough, because two of the three, uh, Tokyo Blur and Ninja Hideaway, really stand out to me, especially Ninja Hideaway. That track is awesome and a ton of fun and i love the music that goes along with it um so mario mm-hmm. kart tour i think is the big winner here not instead just of, in terms what's instead up of everyone it's here it's everywhere is here it, exactly it, no gamecube unfortunately still waiting on the first gamecube mentioned but there are mm-hmm. um there are some rumors out there that we will be getting some gamecube tracks uh most famously wario stadium which is just this 
giant like metal octagon. It's only two laps because it's so big. But yeah, you know, yeah, and a pipe dream could be a double dash feature. But regardless, we're speaking on the tracks for now. Um, yeah. Ninja Ninja Hideaway is a big winner. Uh, that's where I got put in a mental pretzel last night. If you saw on Twitter, <laughs> but um, you know, I'll get to that after I get done reviewing it. Tokyo Blur, I really like. Uh, you know, just kind of shocking. It took them till recently to make a track based on Tokyo, considering that Nintendo is in Japan. But you mm, know, yeah. uh, better better late than never. And I think it looks really good on the looks really good on the console. All the all the courses look really good for the most part. Uh, I don't really have anything special to say about the about the Golden Bell Cup aside. It's good. I mean, it has Coconut Mall. Coconut Mall is great. Uh, yeah, they took out course. the Mies, unfortunately, and the driving cars. A big big missed opportunity there. But it's just shy guys parked like. Parked like idiots, just horizontally and diagonally, right in the uh-huh. middle of where you're trying to drive. Very, very inconvenient. Choco Mountain, um, sorry for all our N64 and um, older listeners out there. I just don't see the draw with it. It's probably my least favorite. And I, it's just like, su- it's super tight. It's nothing really to it, in my opinion. But, you know, glad it's here. Uh, Sky Sky Ridge, I think, from, oh, God, I think Game Boy Advance. or It might be Shroom Ridge and Sky, Sky Garden, that's what it's called. Shroom Ridge from DS, again, nothing too special. Uh, just another, like, Toad's Turnpike, essentially. And then Sky Garden, I really like. That has a lot of flavor. It looks really good on the console. And then I'm blanking on the first, literally the first one. I, I named all seven except for the first one. I'm lucky. Oh, Paris Promenade from Mario Kart Tour. Yeah, there you go. That looks really good, too. And my my I also got put, I didn't get this one video, but I, my brain was also put in a mental pretzel when they um literally did the promenade and they made the, the third lap. They just turn the entire thing around and you drive in reverse, basically. What? Yes. Really? <laughs> yeah, it was a shout out to square dancing. So when you cross the so you have like your normal starting point where like you normally so I think you go around the circle, you turn left for the first two. Then when you get to the third lap, it's like, oh, no, now you got to turn right, fly over back, fly back across the course and do it backwards. And literally, as you're driving backwards, people who are still in the second lap, you'll, you'll like drive past them. And so that's pretty cool. That was like a different take on. That's pretty cool. I mean, I've seen clips on how like mirror mode tracks already just absolutely fuck everybody up. Oh my god! Yeah. Like what was it on like water park where there's usually a right turn, but then mirror is left, but everyone just fucking slammed into the wall like (laughs) immediately. I I know that. I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. Just literally all twelve officers just run straight into the wall. I can only imagine that that probably messed a few people up. I did the same thing online because obviously, um, being the Mario Kart player that I am, I went for three stars on all the CCs. Nice thing about this game is though, I don't have to, like I don't have to do 50 and 100 CC because if you do 100, if you do 150 and three star, you get credit for both 50 and 100 and 150. Mm. So that okay. really saved me some time. But alluding to the video that Tyler was talking about earlier, we'll I, finally, just wa- I just watched it again. <laughs> we'll finally get to that. I was going for the three star on 200 CC, and this was my third time doing it because I got messed up on uh, Sky Garden. I someone hit a mushroom on me at the last second and pulled away, and I got second. But you got to get first in all of these to get three stars. By the way, that's the whole catch. You got first on every single, all four of the races. But mm. yeah, I was looking really good in Ninja Hideaway. It was feeling really great. Um, got caught in a weird situation where um, I was like. They have these um propellers that blow air up and you can like stay on top of the, on the top level and if you choose not to go them you can drop down to the bottom and just keep going but regardless there's two platforms an upper and a lower I was on the upper and I hit this weird spot where I meant to stay on upper and I kind of like went half to the half to the like fan pushing upward and half not 
So I kind of like slowly drifted down. Keep in mind, I have a banana behind me to protect me, and a red shell's coming. The red shell somehow submarines underneath <laughs> my banana and hits me, and the banana is still behind me. So I'm yeah. like, I, so when, when that happened immediately, oh, I lost all my focus instantaneously. <laughs> and then I got, then I think I, I took I took the I took the halfway up propeller again, hits the slammed. hit just slammed straight into the top bridge, slowly trickled back down. I am just losing. <laughs> I went from like first to six in a matter of minutes or nine minutes seconds. And yeah. then I I reset my items, hit the double, got a mushroom, didn't use it, but it was 200 cc, so I sped up really quickly. Then I tried to hard tried to bank hard right, just didn't work. And then I I, I I didn't even wait for Lakitu to grab me. I paused the game and I was just like, uh, 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 just completely bamboozled as to what just happened, and I had to restart. And I stayed off Twitter the rest of that night, but I did. I took a deep breath. And I did it again, and I got first on all of them. Um, well but done. I, thank you. But I, I, I would I, fucking, I would never. <laughs> I honest to God didn't think I was gonna make it out of there for a little bit. It was insane. But yeah, the Mario Kart booster pack. If you have it, definitely go check out the new courses. I have nothing but good things to say about it, and I think it is just going to be a lot more of the same as far as quality and production goes. When it comes, oh, and Toad, shout out Toad Circuit. I forgot to mention that one. That's another one that I didn't talk about. It's in the 3DS, I think. But mm-hmm. another circuit course, great. We have like 100 of them, but whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, shout out to the Mario Kart Booster Pack. Great start, in my opinion. Um, not sure if we're gonna get as many tour tracks, but if we do, um, I'm expecting a lot more than I was going into this because they really stole the show here. I think. Yeah, I mean, from the footage I've seen, it looks beautiful. Like you said, uh, Mario Kart 8's always looks good. Uh, just the the lighting and the shading and, like, the physics and, uh, I don't know. It, it just all looked beautiful. Like, every single track, it was so varied as well. You get to see so many different things. And they all look amazing. Even remastered yeah. old courses look great as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I'm kind of surprised that they're not doing with this is, like including a new like new characters in in with the tracks for these booster packs i know the characters aren't like they that's don't gonna really be, make that's gonna be the se- that's gonna be the second wave of dlc when this one's over in 2024 we're gonna get character dlc yeah i mean i feel like you make a joke but i i don't know i feel like it's it's not like the characters aren't like smash characters they're not that significant to just add one to pay for them like mm-hmm. tracks make sense because that's the that is the whole thing of Mario it is, Kart is yeah you drive on these tracks uh i'm just kind of surprised that they wouldn't throw in characters like maybe a character to represent each sort of booster pack or at least to be the sort of face of it yeah, they don't, don't have to do it at all but i feel like that'd be just cool you know yeah i don't know if there are any like tour characters that aren't in eight deluxe um rob could be might be i don't know because rob was on ds and he has not come back since yeah i mean they could always do like you know nintendo card stuff where they add things from other ips and such or they could add alts like in mario uh card tour gold but that might take that might just make it make people even less likely to play that game as they already are but who am I? Who am I to say? I'm not a Nintendo executive. But no, not uh, yet. I just think that'd be cool. 
but obviously I don't think they need to. The track's doing perfectly fine as is. I'm excited yeah. to see what else they add. Uh, this is, Jesus, we are never getting another fucking Mario Kart game ever again. <laughs> Maybe not Mario Kart. Nintendo Kart, I think, just has to be next for them. Like you would Maybe. think, especially I mean, we already Smash, have, like especially Sega. especially Smash Bros has done for a little bit. Then what is the next like big Nintendo collaboration? It's Nintendo Kart. It has to be. But yeah, I mean, Sega and All Stars Racing kind of did the multiple different ips from the same company thing so nintendo could easily do it as well well they have the big four in mario kart 8 deluxe um mario yeah, zelda mario... splatoon and animal crossing yeah that's right so, so yeah no, i mean it could work it could but yeah that's my thoughts on the mario kart 8 deluxe booster pack and i mean i would update you all on final fantasy 6 but i got nothing like i have <laughs> been ugh. i played for an hour last night like that's the i, I literally didn't play for a a full week and i played for an hour last night and guy I, I don't even know what's going on to be honest like it's just yeah. <laughs> it really is just me god i am a i am a norm i'm a normie brain gamer because literally to advance the plot i have to like talk to this one npc and like i have no idea where the npc is so i spend like most of my time talking to random npcs and then like finally i find the right one and then it goes but yeah, I'm currently in another predicament like that where I have no idea who to talk to or where to go. But it, it's, it's interesting. I, I am I am I am interested in what's going on. I am invested. I'm not gonna stop playing it even when Kirby, you know, comes into my grimy little hands. But yeah, <laughs> right. that is, that's Final Fantasy Six. Uh, I did have my first laugh out loud moment yesterday, like literally when we were in battle. Like I guess like without spoiling it too much, the main premise of Final Fantasy Six is that like magic has like disappeared from the world like there's no magic users but of course like i'm i'm using a magic user but like no one's seen no one's seen magic for like thousands of years but i this one girl that you play as she's a magic user and i used magic in a battle and like literally during the battle against these giant beasts that could kill us instantly my characters looking my two male characters looking back and forth just like jeez magic and then like in the text box it's like m a g I see like it's slowly and emphatically and like the characters have like pixelized like shock expressions and the girl's oh. like yo we're fighting these dudes <laughs> yeah it's pretty that was pretty funny it made me laugh out loud but mm-hmm. yeah I, i'm really interested in the story i'm interested in everything it's got to offer i just haven't played much of it but i mean with old games like that like you can be really excited to play it but once you get into it it can be like man fuck how did people play this game back then? That's the thing I'm running into as well. Like I'm playing on my remastered Super Nintendo. First things first, that's really annoying about that is it's a wired controller and the wire only reaches out so far. And in my case, it doesn't reach to neither my retractable bed or retractable chair. So I have to stand <laughs> when I play. So I've only put, oh. so the two hours I spent playing, I'm standing eight feet away from my TV screen to like I'm back in 1994. Like they really wanted me to have this experience, but okay. yeah, that's been really annoying. So, and I don't really like that super Nintendo controller, like, especially after like I played Mario Kart with holding this beautiful pro controller. And I got to put that down, pick up this little tiny piece of plastic. That's it barely fits in my two hands. It's so small. Yeah. And the buttons are like this far away from each other. I'm in a and B at the same time, but I don't know. Right. I mean, you know, I'm just I'm just getting the experience that all the all the retro gamers got back in the day. So, by the way, you yawning all the time is making me yawn through I'm the screen. I'm really sorry. I'm tr- I, I'm trying I, to catch it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I've 
I, I knew that would happen. I'm like, fuck, I am yawning way too much this episode. I, I really don't know how to stop it. You rock climb for 20 minutes and you're just dead. <laughs> no, it, it, yeah, that's probably that's probably exact, maybe 30. But yeah, I I don't know, man. That that shows how much I I work out these days. One 30 minute rock climb and I'm fucking destroyed for the day. <laughs> I was crushed yesterday. I'm I'm doing um, you know what the Murph is, right? Oh yeah, I know what the Murph is. I'm I started my Murph I that training. Once. <laughs> I started my Murph training yesterday because I'm trying to do it on. I'm trying to do it in under I think 28 minutes is my goal. That, okay my goal is doing under 28 minutes so but like the big thing i don't do is running because like i i, I don't know how to say stuff coming off as like a meathead or <laughs> any any of that but like when i work out it's like to do strength to put muscle on so like naturally like my running's gonna take a hit because i have like so much more i don't have a lean running body but yesterday mm-hmm. I, I ran and i'm i ran my first mile in like seven minutes and 30 seconds I'm like oh wow i'm in way better shape than i thought i was so uh, a good starting point but you know i got i gotta see how i'll run my second mile after 100 pull-ups 200 push-ups and 300 squats so yeah i i was i i just grabbed a workout that i saw online that like a like a home workout i'm gonna start doing like every day there just you try go. and get get some of it back running i don't really have a problem with uh my girlfriend and I have gone to the gym together recently, and I'm I'm still you know decent at running. I don't really have a problem with it. I've that's kind of been my my comfort workout is just cardio all the time and nothing else. I do. Uh, I, I'll so I I typically lift six or maybe even seven days a week. I'm kind of, I'm I'm in, I'm in my ninth day in a row, so I really might need a day off. I'm starting to feel it, but yeah. Um, I'll do Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'll lift in the morning and then go to school and then come back and do cardio after. So I'll go twice during the day. Now I did cardio in my second session yesterday and I was feeling really good. I'm like, damn, I'm flying, but I'm like, I'm cruising right now. I'm in great yeah. shape, but yeah, I'm, I gotta get that. I gotta get that mild time down considerably. If I'm going to be hit the sub 28 mark, that's going to be a big ask, but I'm you know, I don't we'll know. Do you, do you have any headphones? At least for me, like, when I'm listening to music, I can run just fucking forever. I, I have my AirPods in. Yeah, I'll I'll just turn on. Like, I, when I turn on my workout playlist, I'm just, like, gliding. Basically, that's what I feel like. Mm, I see. Just, I'm, just, I'm just levitating above the treadmill. It's, it's fantastic. But yeah, that, getting uh, some, some fitness talk in this. That, that's, this yeah, that's fitness, that's fitness corner, guys. Um, Tyler, I, I, I've done most of the talk in this first half hour. Uh, we're going to kick it over to you now. Uh, you texted me yesterday asking if you could rant. So we have cut out this last half hour for you to do just that. Giving it to me, that is a, that is a horrible idea, pal. Yeah, I'll, I'll get the mic back in an hour. <laughs> yeah, but uh, all right, I guess it has to be done. Uh, didn't think that it would be, it would turn out like this, but uh I've most I, I said earlier most of the gaming I've been doing is in dying land. I really haven't booted up the switch in a little bit. I have been uh, getting my uh, team ready for for PSPC on Sword and Shield, so it's been interesting going back there and kind of relearning how I built my competitive Pokemon before. You know, going through the breeding and the hyper training and all that stuff. Luckily, I had a good store of uh, of mats saved up, like uh, Dynamax. Uh, what's it called dynite ores from from dynamax adventures uh was it i had a bunch of those so i was able to get ability capsules and, and level up or and uh, xp candies and all that but uh i still have some some adjustments to do there's been a huge 
you know, spur of people throwing, of, of my fellow gym leaders putting their replays in our Discord that we have and everyone trying to help each other out with team building and strategizing. So that's been really fun to do. But yeah, that's what I've been doing with with Switch stuff. Uh, Colby had his headphones out, so he missed, I think, all of that. Uh, no, sorry, <laughs> I had a... So I had my, my, my father, because the problem with living at home is that my, my father came in and had to had to drop some news, so I had to listen to him. But I, yeah, I heard yeah. I, I heard Switch and some other stuff. I'm it's it's sorry. okay. I was just talking about how I've I've been how it was a lie that I've just been doing Xbox stuff and that I have been doing Switch stuff. I've been doing a lot of Sword and Shield uh competitive building because PSBC is on the first. So I have to get my team ready. You know, I've been thinking about getting back into Sword to try to test my legendary shiny luck again. Mm, really yeah except the only problem is i'm gonna need your help for this one because i don't even think this one i want is in sword why what's what is it lugia isn't, no isn't zekrom shield exclusive it may be i'm not sure actually and i already i may already have it oh <laughs> so zekrom doesn't really change much does it that's fine. I just want it, man. Like I'm, I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm needy now that I have two. Yeah, like, now that you have two, you're like, oh, I can get every anything I want. Now <laughs> you can have nothing. No, you just don't want it bad enough. That's what I've come to notice. I, I want these shiny legendaries more than anything. You don't that's, want it bad enough. That's probably true. You're probably true. I had to get rid of my one shiny that was on my competitive, my, uh, my normal gym team that I was trying to use. That sucks. I really tried to use Wigglytuff. I really tried to make it work, but it just sucks. It's just so bad. Like, it, not good. It's it's only good status HP, and, and that's just not good. Like, it just sucks. So I replaced it with Bliss. So we're gonna get the Bliss train going again. I mean, Zekrom's just he's such a cool like Pokemon. That's why I want him. Oh yeah, and isn't he like more bluey, like blue-ish, like Cobalt? <laughs> He's like turquoise, I think. Okay. <laughs> bluey. <laughs> bluey, I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Yes, he is more bluey, if you want to call it that. Anyway. But, uh, yeah, let's get back to, to Dying Light talk. Oh, uh, God. I hate to say it. I've, I've been getting really... I've been getting a little annoyed with Dying Light 2 in, these past, in this past week. I've been... It's getting on my nerves a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Striking a chord with you. Just... Like it, it doesn't really hamper too much of my enjoyment of the game. Like I still love it. I was, I've been, pl- I was playing a little bit before I left to uh, go rock climbing, and I, I was having a blast just parkouring around the city. Uh, but fuck, man, I just have to, I, I had to get this shit off my chest. Like, the, like, mm, it, it's so frustrating because <sighs> there's some things blocking this. Like, there's some decisions that the developers made that. It just makes I don't know makes me makes me angry. Uh, p- the pinnacle of which I think is that the enemies of the game I I don't feel like I'm getting stronger as I continue to upgrade my character because like your your skills aren't getting better. Not in the fact that my I mean your skills don't really get better. It's 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 just the fact that as you level up, the enemies level with you. Like instantaneously. So it's like, there's, there's there's no reward for grinding. Like there it, it doesn't feel like like it feels like the game is getting harder <laughs> as I'm getting as I'm supposedly getting my character stronger. Like as soon as you level up, like going from level seven to eight makes every zombie, every enemy also level eight. 
Thanks, bud. We all just gained a level. Yeah, it's like I'm I'm helping them more than I'm helping me. And it it doesn't make sense because when you go into the map and hover over certain sectors of the map, it shows that, oh, this is a level 1 to 4 area or a level 5 to 6 area. But all the enemies are the level that you're at. The only thing that that level specifically affects is the scripted missions that are in that zone. That's so, interesting. Like, I can go back to a level 4 to 5 area, and I can do, like, oh, I need to clear out this bandit or this ban- this renegade outpost for a mission, and they will all be level, like, 5 or something. But... For the random encounters, just the regular zombies that are roaming the streets, it's all they're all your level. And I uh it, it it's just frustrating. And and again, that that level to to scripted mission thing isn't even consistent for all of the missions. Because I went to do like a level three to like a three or level five quest, and the boss zombie that I had to fight was level eight. Like, he was my level. <laughs> so it took, like, ten fucking minutes to beat this HP tank of a zombie down with They're my not level. So the enemies aren't level capped. No, they just level with you. Now, there is a max level, which I'm about to reach. It's level nine, apparently. Uh, and I'm at level eight right now. Yeah, I know. It's kind of a weird place to cap it. God, I wish most games that was the max level. I'd be the yeah, champ it, in the it, first chapter. Like, it takes a while to level up. Like, the XP grind is slow. Uh, at least with your overall level. Uh, but I don't know. It's just really annoying to me because I've I've been dying so fucking much lately. Because <laughs> the enemies still, like, even after all this time, I for the gear that I'm wearing, I care about nothing but defense. The gear is also really, I just hate the gear system, which we'll talk about in a second. But I'm just going, like, full defense score like i'm just trying to get my defense number as high as possible and i get i still get fucking two shot by like every like human enemy in the game you haven't even had time to remedy your mistake with the story you just been spent too much time being frustrated I, i've decided <laughs> to like i've decided to sit in the bed that i made for myself like i decided to just keep going with the ending that i had just so i can experience because I, I want to upgrade all my cool equipment that i have and i want to you know, try and get to the pinnacle of strength that you can in the game. So I decided I don't really mind the ending. It does, like, that's another frustrating thing, obviously, but I've already talked about that, so. But, but yeah, back to the enemies thing. Like, a ranged enemy? Oh, my, like, the bow enemies just absolutely fucking destroy my health. Now, I've been prioritizing upgrading my stamina rather than my health but even with that like the amount of damage that it does in a single shot is absurd and if you happen to be near another enemy that is also about to attack you you can just die from full health in like two seconds with um arrow melee strike combo and the enemies like (sighs) (laughs) it's It's hard to structure this because, like, they all kind of, all these annoying aspects kind of feed into each other. Because, like, so there's the enemies, and, you know, the argument could be made to just use stronger weapons. But I've been afraid to use my strong weapons up to this point, because, they like break. I said before, you can't repair your weapons. So when you break, 
one of your favorite weapons or your high damage weapon that's just gone until you find another one. And you can't just go and buy weapons from the store because the high damage ones cost your entire fucking inventory's worth of money that you have on you at the time. Like, there's a bow that I want to get. Uh, now that I know the level cap is 9 and I'm at 8, I'm more willing to buy those weapons, whereas during the rest of the story, it's not really worth it because you're just going to find weapons around that are just going to immediately outclass any weapons that you buy because weapons have a level themselves, and you can't find weapons above your level. So you're usually just stuck finding mostly low-level stuff. And also, if you wait to do a quest in a low-level area that gives you a weapon, that weapon does not scale with your level, so you get a completely useless fucking weapon for some quest that you just skipped over. This sounds the complete opposite of Breath of the Wild. Like, in Breath of the Wild, anything you try to do will work. In Dying Light 2, anything you try to do will not work. You have to fall within the guidelines of what we're doing here. Like, there is... I don't even know how to farm for these weapons. Like, I've been trying to look up guides. I also, again, with the fucking faction that I chose to support, I can't get the overpowered-ass crossbow that trivializes every fucking challenge in the game and one-shots all sorts of shit. So I can't have that. But, uh, it, I don't know. I'm just, I'm afraid to use weapons. I'm afraid to mod weapons, too, because... For the even the modifications that you can add, which Dying Light is famous for, adding like electricity and fire and extra blades to your weapons has always been one of the things that Dying Light is has been super notable for. But like just everything, like you need you need trophies from different zombies. There are uncommon, rare, and unique trophies, and you get those by defeating the various tiers of zombies. So like. The, the common zombies, the biters, don't give you anything. Uh, the virals will give you uh, uncommons. The other mutations will give you rares. And then the really strong boys will give you uniques. Uh, and you need a shit ton of them to upgrade your stuff. Like, the mods are upgradable. You need them to upgrade, like, your throwing knives and your shotgun little side, like, sawed-off scrap shotgun that you can use. But you have to kill a lot of zombies to get these things and if you don't have the crossbow it's kind of hard because they're at your level so you can't just one or two shot them with the strong weapons that you found throughout the campaign because they're at the strength that you are it, it's just it's not easy to to get the upgrades that you want which just it just makes it a grind and it makes it super dangerous because then if you like you, you keep the stuff that you get if you die, but if you die, that's still a major setback, and, and it's just annoying, you know. Are like you gonna you drop really... the drop the game? Drop the I'm, game. I'm not drop gonna the drop. Score. Drop the score. I, I will drop the score. I'm gonna drop the score a little bit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I was about to say, now that I'm in the late game, the the late game is just annoying more than anything. Uh, that sucks. That all really sucks. That, like, that would be really annoying to go. That that's the perfect word for it. Is annoying. Like it just I, I, feels I, like I, I spent all this time know. working and trying to get all these this cool shit. But a the cool stuff breaks, and b it doesn't matter because it's gonna do the same amount of damage as it was if we were both level seven or level six or level like. Yeah, like I wish with the level areas 
just make the zombies and enemies that show up in those areas those levels. I yeah. I know that might make some farming easier, but like so what? <laughs> I don't know, make make the good stuff in the higher level areas, but also just if you want to test something out or if you need to go like for some lower level shit, go and do it in the low level areas. If you just want to fuck around in the low level areas without a chance of dying, now that you're so strong, you can go back and you can show off how strong you've become. But no, you're just in constant danger all the time. Come which, back, baby, as you trek back to level three, but that's actually just level eight. So <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't really know how to feel about it because like I, I feel like it might just be a me thing because part of dying light, like one for me was that it was just really relaxing. Like I was just overpowered as shit. There was nothing that could beat me, and I just went around and just fucked around for hours at a time. I'd finish all the story and side missions, and I just that should went be your that around. should be your reward for pouring thirty, forty, fifty hours into a game that you're just untouchable. Yeah, I I don't know, like I'm in a game like that weapons, anyway. Yeah, and again with the weapons thing, like every weapon has a rarity and a level, so. Even if it's a rarity, like gold, or they're called artifact weapons. If it's a rarity, gold, or artifact, that doesn't necessarily... If it's a low level, it, it's just completely fucking useless. Like, the rarity usually shows how much, how many mods you can put on the weapon. But I barely use mods since you have to upgrade them. So I feel like it'd be a waste to put them on since I haven't put anything towards them. But, and also mods kind of repair your weapon... So it's really weird. If you want to get the most use out of your weapon, you have to use it without mods. Put a mod on to repair it a little. Use it with just that mod, and then put another mod on it until, you know, and rinse and repeat. You can't just fully kit out a weapon if you want to extend its durability, you know? It, it, you have to do this whole fucking jumping through hoops thing to make sure your weapon gets the most durability out of it that you can get if you really like that weapon. And again... I feel like I'm kind of obligated to wait until I hit level 9 before I actually invest into anything. Because if I buy something at level 8 now, I feel like at level 9 it's just going to be outclassed because then all the vendors will be selling level 9 weapons that are just stronger than it. And in Dying Light 1, weapon damage was basically determined by the rarity. Instead of, like, there were no levels in Dying oh, Light 1. Is. Yeah, so, like, as you leveled up, the damage that your weapon, that you did with your weapons, also leveled up with you. But now you just kind of have to ditch your low-level weapons as you level up and just try and find new ones. And as you level up, even if you have a, a weapon that you like using a lot, you can't really take it with you into higher levels because it's just going to get immediately outclassed by the next common level or the common rarity item that you find. So it's just kind of... It, it feels like an unnecessary change from the first game. And speaking of rarity and and levels, this also applies to the armor and gear that you can get, that you, that you wear on your person. It, like, they do the, the this, like, the RPG thing where it's like, oh, this, this item has, you know, plus 5.37% to fucking one-handed weapon damage. It's like, what is the point? What is the point of Why these, are like, we here? <laughs> so of these such negligible and hyper specific percentage thing. Like it sucks. I I have always hated that in games. Cuz I I don't want to fucking min max. I want to I just want to put armor on that will protect me. 
I, I don't know. It's not that, like, there's no armor that does specific things. It's just random. You know, random percentage increases, random all sorts of things. And I, I'm probably lucky because I'm prioritizing the tank build, which gives you defense. But there are things like ranger or medic or brawler, like classes that these armors can go into. But from my experience, if I went into any of those other ones, I'd get fucking one shot <laughs> because some of the armors don't give you defense. Even if they're super high level. Do they take it away or they just don't give you any? No, they just don't give you any. Like It's, it's kind of confusing how it works because some armors like in the percentage will be like reduced damage by human enemies by five whatever percent. Mm-hmm. But then there's also just gear score, which gives you the overall amount of damage that is negated or like that is reduced but they never really like go into how the two are different so i have no fucking idea what i'm doing with the gear and you can find artifact gear too but are from what i've seen all of the artifact gear has no none of that defense score so i don't even know if it matters you're just it, in a, you're in a mental pretzel here buddy i don't know i'm I don't really it, it, it's really annoying obviously from what I from probably what you can see from me losing my fucking mind talking about it. But again, that's not that's not mainly why I play the game. The the main reason I play the game is to just fucking parkour around and do cool shit and you know, get all the skills on the skill tree. So I'm just a fucking parkour maniac. But, you know, combat is inherently part of the game, and I want, and, you know, you need to do combat to upgrade my parkour shit. So it just, it's inevitable that I run into it. Mm-hmm. And there, even, you know, that, that, all of what I said kind of encompasses the big parkour progression gear problem. It's all intertwined in a mess, <laughs> but it's all under kind of one umbrella. But there's some other little things that have been happening to me lately that have been really fucking annoying. Like, one, there's no crossplay between past and current gen, so even though my friend has it on his Xbox Series X, he can send invites to me, but we cannot play together. Which really sucks, because that is one of the main reasons we got it. Well, was looks that like, looks like you know what you should do next. Yes, I know. That might be a birthday conversation. Uh, oh, God. But, so it's know. either... That, that, that'll be it, then. That'll be the birthday. <laughs> No, I know. I'm I'm prepared to make that sacrifice, but <laughs> you're preparing the you're preparing your um, your statement, your formal statement. Yeah, my my formal request. I'll put it I'll, into the I, higher ups. As someone who has been fighting for a next gen console for God knows how long at this point, I will be I will be your representative. No, oh, thanks, pal. I appreciate it. You're welcome. It. You got it. But in addition to that, uh, I may have lied a little because there actually is a repair mechanic in the game. It is just locked behind an Easter egg. Oh, Which yeah, baby. Really weird. So you can equip charms onto your weapon. I think they're just cosmetic usually just to, uh, like, cool. here's a little cool weapon charm, you know, in, like, other games like <laughs> Rainbow Six Siege, things like that. It's kind of weird to put weapon charms in a melee weapon, in my opinion, but whatever. Uh, but there's an Easter egg charm called the Korek charm, uh, which you can find in a dev room that you get by connecting wires down this kind of nondescript skyscraper. Uh you have to look it up if you want to find it. Like, there's no way you fucking run into it on your own. But <laughs> it's impossible. 
when on the release version of the game, it costed like 666 scrap to use. And what it did is that it fully restored, or I think it like plus, gave your weapon plus 500 durability back, which is basically a full restore for your weapon. So yeah, that it was a fucking repaired mechanic. But because of the scrap, like, scrap is used for fucking everything in this game. Like, you're throwing knives, which you need for stealth takedowns. Uh, your shotgun is 100 scrap to craft new ones, because it will break eventually when you shoot enough shots. Uh, you need them for Molotovs for some reason, which is really weird. But, yeah, with the, like, it was a cool Easter egg that you can repair your weapon, but... People were mad, like, oh, shit, I finally found a way to repair my weapon, but it costs so much that it's not worth it at all. So they kind of just pressured the devs to change it, and they did. So now it's only now you only need, like, one undead trophy to re- fully repair a weapon, which is nuts. I think it increases as you repair it more, like, depending mm-hmm. on what weapon you're trying to repair. Uh, but that's still a massive, like, it, they, they just added a repair mechanic, but it's still hidden behind an easter egg so i feel like that's kind of annoying something speaking of easter eggs there i knew that this i didn't look up anything about this game pretty much until after i beat the game obviously why what was the air quotes there yeah sure okay didn't look up anything i did look up well no actually for the story quest i was able to get through but first like after i beat the game i was like okay now i can and now i'm free to like look up stuff about like side quests if i'm stuck on something dying light to walk you have no idea like i have had to look up a lot Post like, everything. pretty much yeah but i you know during my search i was like oh there's like 10 easter eggs and dying light i'll watch that video and i saw there was this guy who is on top of a skyscraper very near to the correct charm skyscraper that gives you a wep- a melee weapon that you can that a blueprint for a melee weapon, which is huge. Cause I think that might be the only blueprint weapon in the game. So that would be huge to get because then you would never be found without a melee weapon, at least if you had enough materials, I assume. Which is awesome. So I was like, okay, I, I'm just gonna do the correct charm in that in the same vein. So I went over to that place and the guy wasn't there. I was like <laughs> Okay, and I and I looked in the comments of these videos, and apparently when you beat the game, he disappeared. Like you can't do the Easter egg anymore. It's like why? No one has any reason to go to this building. Obviously, they're going to be looking stuff up. And now, after they beat the game, if they want to beat it without spoilers, why would you do that? Jeez, the devs are really, um, really brave for having a Discord because it just seems like the opportunity to just flame them alive is. I mean, is they are very like I, they are very responsive to criticism. I will give them that. I have no doubt that a lot of these things are going to be fixed. They fix the correct charm very fast, and and I hate it when people are like, absolutely shit on devs for their decisions. I mean, come it's, on, like taking away an Easter egg just because you beat the game that makes no sense. I know, but like. It's not the, like, in the grand scheme of things, it's not a big deal. It is very annoying, but it's not something to go fucking, you know, full butthurt on on the devs. You can obviously ask for them to be like, hey, can you please put that back? Why did you do this? I mean, the guy that you talk to to get it, like, talks about choice and, you know, how, like, the butterfly effect and how your choice affects this world. So I guess 
they figured, oh, since there's no more choices left to make in the game, that wouldn't make sense. So off he goes. Never <laughs> he swan dived again. off the skyscraper. <laughs> I mean, it was so cool. Like it, like it, that character seemed to like be foreshadowing for like stuff to come. And he also talked about the protagonist of the first game. So I'm like, oh shit, I want to go see that guy. And then he just fucks off. Like he's just not there. So th- that weapon is gone, like forever for me in that save file, unless they like patch the game to add him back for those who have already beaten the game. And there's no new game plus. So starting this game a new, sucks. <laughs> it is again, when you get to the end of the story, a lot of these flaws start to come to light more. But that but even still, I can't really bring myself to like lower the score too much because I still have a fucking blast playing the game, you know? Uh, I'm, I think I'm almost done with all the side quests in the game, which is crazy. Uh, but a lot of them are combat oriented, which as I've mentioned is a little hard for me right now, but uh, I don't know. And there is that one. I tried to go back to the area where I know that you could unlock the, the secret flooded area of the game. (laughs) There's a dam where if you make the right choice, you unlock a completely new explorable area of the map. Uh, in my playthrough, I could not do that. And I tried to go back where the pumps were and the door was locked. Like there was no way to get into the room of the control room to deactivate the pumps and deflood that area. Which from people, what people I've heard is actually a fucking good thing because it's still, it's still flooded. So you can go and you can swim and you can still loot the high tier stuff that's there. But if you deflood it, a new ver- a new zombie variant comes like inhabits the area called Drowners. And, oh, it was in The Witcher. <laughs> I mean, they sound cool as fuck. Like they have these like s- retractable spikes on their arm, and they just look super sick. But they're just like they just run at you and then suicide bomb on you. Like they just explode. Just walking time and, bombs. Like I said about the damage and the enemy scaling, it's probably going to one-shot you at any level since they're going to be the same level as you. So not only do you need to loot the stuff in that place while being hurt, while being chased, because these guys can parkour like and literally chase you across the rooftops. Not only do you have to be <laughs> chased Batman, by these fuckers. Now, to be fair, they can be taken out with a single like throwing knife. Like If you throw anything at them, they will explode piece of but, paper yeah so the fact that i haven't unlocked this area might be a blessing in disguise which again also i think kind of sucks because the drowners are i think the drowners are the only like post game or like new zombie variant that you get there, there are some new ones from the last game like house and banshees and stuff but it, it's a new zombie variant and it was hyped up a lot in the trailer for the game but it just ended up being this really annoying like it's just a suicide bomber zombie combined with like a, a viral that can follow you which just i don't know it feels kind of lazy like it has nothing they have nothing to do with like water or drowning or anything they're just zombies that were underwater and now are just really annoying on land and they explode so i've heard a lot of people complain about that um but yeah, I just wanted to get that off. I just want to get that off my chest because I still, I don't know, I still like this game despite its flaws. 
I don't know if you do. I, I really do. I'd probably still give it like a seven out of ten. Oh, you're dropping this thing a point, huh? I'd probably drop it a point. Yeah, for, for all this stuff. I mean, I have once they're fixed, it might go back up. But right now, uh, seven out of ten. That makes it the lowest score game so far on the podcast this year. Oh That's man, we are we are positive motherfuckers, aren't we? <laughs> it's either that or we play good games. Uh, it's one of the two. Yeah, I mean. I'm not seven, gonna base, seven, I'm I'm not gonna go buy Balan Wonderland just to be like oh this game's a three just so I can say yeah, yeah, negative yeah. Yeah, no thank you I'd rather keep my money. I mean seven or seven or like seven point five something around that area. We're too poor to we're too poor to buy bad games so yeah a lot of the games we play are gonna be well received. Yeah. Also, man, I I do have a lot to complain about for this game. Uh, the the hardware issues are starting to rear their heads. Well, um, I, yeah, I mean, but again, that's you so much. I have no idea how my Xbox One can run Monster Hunter fucking world perfectly, but Dying Light just absolutely chugs it. Uh, I've had more frequent cor- crashes. Uh, there again, there's no hard save. So today when I booted it up, I had to redo a mission that I did yesterday because I guess I just it just never auto saved after I completed it. Heck yeah. So again, I. I don't know why there isn't a fucking hard save option in this game. Uh, but. Yeah, yeah, hardware stuff I talked about, I had uh, written down. Um, Not <laughs> not a bad thing, but uh, a funny thing that I wanted to talk about in Dying Light was uh, the composer for the game's soundtrack uh, is pretty active on Twitter. He asked for, like, feedback and, like, what they could add in. Because apparently he works pretty closely with the developers to, like, uh, add music into the game. Because the music in this game is uh, dynamic. So depending on, like, your button prompts and such, the music will change. Uh, So as you're... I mean, this is one of the greatest things that this game has. And it's why I keep coming back to it. Is when you start getting a parkour combo that's, like, getting really big, the music will kick in like specific parkour music will kick in the don't mess up music will kick in or just like yeah basically just like okay you're in it now let's see how long you can keep it up uh and as you continue to like you know do parkour stuff and kind of improvise a route uh as they as it keeps getting higher uh your parkour score uh like layers will be added to the music like they'll add strings uh if you reach a certain threshold they'll add like some extra drums if you reach another uh, it's really cool how they do it the music will like kind of fade back for a second and then come back in hard when you land after a, a really far jump uh it's just really cool how they how That's they make it work actually. it makes you feel like such a fucking badass i love it so much <laughs> and even like the the protagonist aiden will be like would say some voice lines like yeah all right good let's go and you know to keep it going every time you do something cool so yeah baby <laughs> <laughs> maybe not that i i haven't reached that voice line yet but <laughs> you could like, yeah parkour, good or like parkour enough or he'll just like laugh in satisfaction of himself whenever he does something cool uh but the uh one of the things that uh i saw on the twitter thread that was a common complaint like oh the music is too samey like i just hear the same track every time i parkour uh so he said like they'd be working on it, and they did in this newest patch. They added. It seems like there's a lot more variety to the music that will play when you're parkouring around. Uh, one in in particular uh, comment that I saw was like, oh, "Oh, there's such amazing music in this game that only plays during like one story section, 
and then it's never used again. Like I'd I'd like to hear that again. And the composer said, like, I get what you're saying, but I like the team and I kind of feel like those one, you know, the, those tracks that are used for those one mission moments it's make harder. them more memorable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it adds to the moment. Like that music will make you remember that moment in the game. And as I'm listening to the soundtrack on YouTube, I see people in the comments like, oh, yeah, this is the music from this mission. I fucking love that mission. It was crazy. And this music only made it better. So he had a good point. Uh, but in this newest update, apparently the, the people didn't stop asking for it. So they added one of the tracks from one of those missions to the regular parkour playlist. So we basically, so the community bullied basically the bull- composer. <laughs> they bullied the composer into adding yeah, bullying works, uh, the best song in the game to the regular parkour playlist, which to be fair, I'm not complaining about because it's an amazing track. It's called empowering yourself. It's supposed to play during a really like piv- pivotal, like basically the climax of the game, essentially, up. or at least before the final boss climax. Uh, but I just thought it was funny how he's like, yeah, no, we, we think that the one-time use uh, music should stay, and then the next up, he's like, okay, fucking fine, we'll add it to the parkour playlist. Leave my family alone. <laughs> and you can definitely tell, because it's a great track, but when you when it comes in during parkour, it seems to come out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. Like, a lot of the other tracks have, like, a little bit of a build-up to it as you're getting your combo started here just like the, this one just starts like the violins start fucking going crazy it's like okay i can see what happened here i appreciate it but it's still kind of funny to think about all right <sighs> got that I, off your chest bud i think so uh after this i'm gonna go back to playing the game again anyway but <laughs> yeah I, I what can i say man it's it's a fucking addicting experience but i feel like in the game, even if you fucking love a game, you can still acknowledge its drawbacks. Yeah, I agree. But again, this game is going to be supported for like at least five years to come, and I have no doubt they will put out some expansion for it, considering how popular the following was during Dying Light One, which was its big expansion. So I have no doubt that honestly, a lot of these things that I've been talking about might be remedied. Uh, maybe not the level one because that is very intrinsic to uh, the flow of the game, but who knows? Anything can happen. And I still absolutely love the game. It'd probably still be in my top 10, to be honest. Uh, but I will drop the score of it currently in its current state because, yeah, it's it's pretty, it can be pretty rough. And I can see how a lot of people who aren't as fanatic about the game as me, it, they could be deal breakers and really wear you down after a while. Yeah. Uh, but what I think I could put like Dying Light One is like a ninety something, right? Like I that's like it was, it was up there. I think that was my I was looking back at my top fifteen games again and I was like, fuck, I need to change this. Like I don't know what I, the fuck I was thinking. Uh Dying Light Two would probably be on there, but now Dying Light One and Dying Light Two would definitely be separate games on there. So <sighs> I don't know. I st- again I'm still loving the game. Uh I think I mean, another benefit of possibly getting a next-gen console for my birthday, if I'm lucky enough, would be that I think I can upgrade Dying Light 2 for free to the Xbox Series X version. So performance would probably be a lot better. It'd be a lot smoother, maybe remedy some of the... I hope. Some of the performance issues I have. Also, uh, my friend has offered to buy me Elden Ring 
uh, if I get a next-gen console for my birthday. So oh God, good. We'll never see you again. It'll be a solo episode, <laughs> like solo show for like two months. Yeah, it might be. I mean, some people I've seen have just not moved from their chair. Have you talked to that kid from Spring Break? Did he become the Elden Lord? Oh, oh, right. <laughs> Shit. What was what was I talking about? Where that that was. Do you remember you, what I was talking about? You said about? your professor even knew what Elden Ring was. And he oh, was, right, right, right. He asked that one, that spring break, kid, and he was like, yeah, I'm going to yeah. become, the Elden, become Lord. the Elden Lord. Did he uh, become the Elden Lord? I wish I screenshotted his name so I could see if he came to class recently. <laughs> uh, but become I don't know, Elden man. Um, one of my... Uh, the Pokemon Club uh, president, actually, has been playing a lot of Elden Ring. And that guy, man, he just does not care about story progression at all. Like, in Legends Arceus, he hasn't even beaten the first, like, noble Pokemon. And in in Elden Ring, he hasn't even, like, exited the first area yet. And he's been playing all, like, week. Good lord. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there are people who have got got Elden Ring on release and still have not done anything else but that game. But I don't know. That that would be my first, like, Souls-ish game. And I'd, I'd be really intimidated by it, to be honest. Like, I'd be scared as hell. But I don't know, man. Like, something about this, it's drawing so many people in. And it's just a phenomenon. So I, I kind of want to give it a shot. Yeah. Apparently a run, Apparently, there's an Xbox One version, but God fucking no. Am I going to try and run that? That's how I make a, an explosive device out of my yeah, Xbox. Yeah, sure. That's how you get kicked off campus. I cannot. Okay. So Dying Light 2 has also released on Switch. I don't know. I have not seen a single review for it. I'm going to look it up after this episode because I cannot fucking imagine that it runs at all. It's just N64 Mario running around the city. <laughs> I, man, I need to look at that now because i didn't even think about that all right well i got nothing else for today we we fit our quota unlike last week we had we hit the quota this week fortunately yeah i i think so uh my my rant did take a pretty long time on this (laughs) but uh i had to get it off my chest so hopefully i didn't bore you guys too much with uh being all negative and such but yeah, I think that will do it for season three, episode thirty-three. Um, is that the switch review for Dying Light two? A twelve out of a hundred? Uh oh no, it's it's just the general review. What the heck? No, oh, well, thank God, it's probably didn't do that. Probably did the switch a favor, but I mean, yeah. Sorry, continue on. I'm gonna uh, look at it. Yeah, I'm just, I was gonna close it out. Um, thank you guys as always for tuning in. Uh, as Tyra alludes to, you guys as our secret audience, quote unquote. So uh, the this, this, this survey is back up. If you're on social media, the Season 3 survey is up. Um, if, if you guys are long-time listeners, you remember that we did that in Season 1. But for those new listeners who are still here, uh, it is a survey. Basically, just it's just a survey about the show, uh, what you like, what you don't like, what you want to see improved, how you came across it, all that kind of stuff. So if you can go check that out, that's on our that's our pinned tweet on Twitter, and it's in our Instagram bio. So go check that out and do that. I'll probably put it in this in the description of this episode as well in future episodes. So please check that out. That'd be great. It's basically it's our best form of feedback. Another great way of getting giving us feedback is leaving a rating and review, five star. Uh, get us in the alg good old algae algae rhythm. <laughs> algae rhythm. Uh, get us in the algae rhythm. But yeah, to, just as always, thank you guys so much. A happy Kirby release week, as Tyler said earlier. And uh, speaking of, uh, do you have any closing thoughts? 
for the lads and ladettes out there? Uh, no, just be easy on yourself, make some time to relax, and make some time to game for yourself, man. We all we all need a little bit of gaming in our lives during our during our stressful school weeks. Uh, at least for all of our all those college and and uh, high school students out there. So, uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for watching. Fuck listening. There we go. Uh, and he does that intentionally now, by the way, guys. It, it, he does it intentionally. Notice how quickly he corrected himself. He does it, he does it on purpose. We're, we're going to put it on a t-shirt eventually. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening and uh, keeping with us till the very end. And uh, we'll see you all next week for, for the Curbster. Woo!